Welcome to the Dwellings Podcast. We're glad you tuned in. Enjoy this message by Pastor Gunnar. Come on, just worship him. Just, just sing him your own song this morning. Just tell him how worthy he is. We're so thankful. We're so thankful that you fought our battles. We're so thankful that you deliver us, God. We're, we're so thankful for your presence. We're so thankful for your blood, Jesus for your faithfulness to us over and over and over again. We give you worship this morning. We give you praise this morning. We lift up a sweet aroma to you, Lord. We lift up our worship to you, the only one who's worthy, Jesus. You're the only one who's worthy. You're the only one who's worthy. got something going on. Lord, this morning we just want to get in on what you're doing. Where you at, Matt? <clears throat> Matt, the Lord gave Matt something during worship and uh, I'm, I've asked him to share that this morning. So it started with the lyric that he tells the wastelands when to bloom again. And it brought me to Isaiah 61. And it said, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come, and with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, or Zion, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks and that the Lord has planted for his own glory. So it ended with those last lyrics. When I thought I lost me, you knew where I left me. You reintroduced me to your love. You picked up all my pieces put me back together. Lord, we know that our days in and out, maybe our nine to five, maybe outside of our nine to five, we are fighting battles. We feel we are in the wasteland sometimes. We feel we are landlocked with no breeze. We feel we are hopeless. We feel there is nothing for us. But your scripture reminds us that you are with us that you are filling us, that you are surrounding us, that you will bloom again in our lives, that your love will shine bright wherever we are, Lord. So Father, we pray that all these walls that the enemy wants to put in front of us, all these fronts, all these sheets, Lord, we are praying that you tear them, that they are ripped down, that your light shines through them and that our hearts feel your love once again. Father, we pray that our communities are found, that our tribe is found, Lord, and that you continue to reveal to us that we are where we are because you are shining through us and you will bloom in us again, Lord. We love you and we thank you, Lord, in your name. Come on. Um, 
So there's a, there's a young lady, and I can't see you, sitting in front of Stefan. Um, the, word, the Lord gave me a word for you. I've, I've got Matt to pray for you, if that's okay. Um, there's heaviness and stuff that might be going on in your life right now, and the Lord wants you to know that he sees you. Out of a crowd of people, he sees you and he knows you. And uh, he loves you immensely. And you can put a burden, any burden you're carrying, you can put it completely on him. He's a good father. And, uh, and then there are a few other things. Uh, I felt like in this area, I was praying before service, just migraines or neurological something going on. If that's you, lift your, lift your hand. And then I want some people right here. I want, it was actually second row. So put, put, um, put your hand on it and pray over Rachel. Let's see. I got a message. And I feel okay with it. But I'd rather, I'd rather do what he's doing right now. There's just so much. Um, is anybody sitting on the third row from the back on the middle seat? I'm just putting so many people in the spot. This side right over here. Middle seat. I can't see here. Third row from the back, close to the middle. Um, there's a, there, and if this is you in the room, just take this one too. There's a job situation. And I feel like the Lord said, uh, he's gonna work it out and make it better than you could ever make it. Don't try to force something. Just trust him with it. The Lord's working it out. Is that a good word? Okay. Uh, Brandon, won't you give your... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, come on. Y'all know Brandon, Pastor Brandon? Our kid's pastor here, and uh, he, he stepped out. The Lord's given him a few words of... Let me just say this. Sometimes the Lord gives us something that we can attach our faith to. Uh, Bible calls it a word of knowledge. Is something. As I was praying yesterday and today, that came to mind that I feel like we need to be praying for. The first one was maybe someone has some knee pain. So if that's you, feel free to raise your hand or come to the front. We would love to pay, pray for you and with you. Um, the second thing would be maybe you're in turmoil relationally, um, whether, whether that's family, maybe that's marriage. I don't know what it is, but God wants to turn that around. Um, we weren't meant to live in disunity with family. We weren't meant to live in disunity in relationships. That's not what God has for you. It doesn't need to stay in that situation. And the third thing was this, is as I was driving in this morning, um, there was a bunch of fog in Pooler, like a ton of fog, and we began to drive closer to the church, and the closer we got, it became overwhelmingly sunny, like the brightest sun. I had to put on my glasses, I was like, I can't see. And I think that's what God wants to do in your life today. I think some of you are in a fog, spiritually, maybe even mentally, that says, and God is saying today, step out of it. Go to the light, go to him. I think you're holding back. I think sometimes we keep ourselves in the fog. Has anybody kept themselves in a fog when God said, hey, I want to take you out of that place? I want, I want to pray for you today to come out of that place and step into what God has for you because you're not supposed to be limited. You're not supposed to be held back by what's weighing you down. God has more for you than that.
and we don't have to stay there. So feel free to come up. I don't know what it is, but I wanna be able to pray with you. Let's do it this way. This is odd, but go to the back corner over there. And whoever's back there, I can't see who you are, but I feel like you might be one of the people that he's talking about. Yeah. All right. So knee pain or anything that Brandon mentioned, back corner. Okay. Sometimes the Lord calls us to act. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Sometimes it's a little risky. Okay. Just got to step out and do it. All right. This one's a little sensitive. Uh, and I would never, I, I'm going to be a pastor, okay? I never want to cause undue pain in someone's heart. But I also know that there are promises in the Word. And one of those promises is children are a blessing from the Lord. And if there is someone here that is struggling to get pregnant, I, I wouldn't do this every Sunday. I feel like right right now at this moment that we need to pray for that I've specifically heard the term it's time for some babies okay so let's just yes so let's just if you would be if that's you and if you want to receive prayer just lift your hand and again I know this is I know this is a little sensitive so if someone's lifting their hand near you just put a hand on them and pray for them Lord we just release uh, life into wombs right now Maybe you've been watching online, listening to the podcast later. We release life into wombs. We release that destiny of babies who will grow up to be kingdom people for you. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for, for just miraculous intervention right now. We thank you for things that were thought to be impossible that's going to happen right now. We thank you for a creative miracle that's going to happen right now. In the name of Jesus. So when I was 19, um, hard to get pregnant, nearly impossible. And um, met my husband, got married with that knowing, wanted children but God healed my womb, and we have three beautiful babies with little to no difficulty. And I say that cautiously because I know that it can be hard to get pregnant, and I just want to pray if that's okay. Lord, I just release the testimony of the Lord that you are faithful and that you love to bless our wombs. You love to grow your kingdom families in whatever way that's possible, Lord, through adoption, through intervention, through supernatural means, Lord, we just put our trust in you. And I just pray for this body. I pray for those families right now waiting for babies. And I just bless them in Jesus' name to walk in faith and to be in community and be strengthened in their inner man and in their bodies. Lord, we just break off all curses. We break off all generational lines of, of choosing abortions or even lines of miscarriage. We just break it off in Jesus' name and we say no more, no more. From my line on, there will be no more and there will be fruitfulness. God, will you bless our body, Lord? Will you bless these women in Jesus' name?
you're here and you are maybe trying out Jesus. You know he's here. And I just want to say it's no accident that you are. And so the Lord's pursuing you. And he's been pursuing you all your life. He's been running you down. Just stop running. Give your heart to Jesus. He paid everything you owed on the cross. He's he's made a way for you to come to him. Just come to him. Just don't fight it anymore. I believe there's there's one or two people here today that you say, I'm going to give my heart and my life to Jesus today. And after service, we're going to have some more prayer ministry up here. I want you to come tell tell somebody that's standing up here or come find me. And, uh, and get some prayer, okay? Woo, all right. Y'all feel good? All right, y'all sit down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a message. We've been in a, a series called Tested. How many of y'all are being tested right now? Hashtag tested is what I feel like every moment of our lives is, uh, has been right now uh, recently. Um. Addison, I'm going to get you to come up after, if you're good with it. Just remind me, like, shout me down. You know, I told the team earlier this morning, I just, I'm just trying to be obedient. You don't know how to hear God's voice. You don't know if you're hearing God's voice unless you, unless you just do it. That's how you learn, right? I feel like sometimes we can... Um, it's kind of like an alarm clock. I've heard it put this way before. When you, when you ignore an alarm clock, you don't hear the alarm clock, right? And you just sleep right through it. And it can just go bam, bam, bam the whole time, you know? I got some birds on my, one of my alarms. I don't know. Somebody needs to help me with technology. Like, how did birds get on Saturday? I don't know. At 6 a.m., you turn them off. But, like, I'm working on it. But... There, I don't know because I'm so used to like birds, I don't wake up. And so Bethany's like, turn your birds off. <laughs> it's Saturday. But sometimes when we, we, we've maybe heard God so much that we didn't know it was him and we don't even hear him anymore. And the, and the Lord, I feel like he's just saying, look, just try it. If he tells you in Target to go pray for somebody, just go do it. It could be a miracle that happens in Target. And you're hearing, you're learning to hear God's voice. I'm just, I want to do this more. I want to do this more. This is a safe place. Target's a little risky. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I could do it in here. I, I just want to be, I want to be sensitive to his, to his voice. I just want to say that. It has nothing to do with the message. James chapter 5, I know you stood up for a long time. Let's stand up again. Let me read our six verses today that we're going to be going through. It's going to be a quick message. Somebody said, yeah, right. (laughs) James chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. Look here, you rich people. Weep and groan with anguish because of all the terrible troubles ahead of you. 
Your wealth is rotting away and your fine clothes are moth-eaten rags. Your gold and silver are corroded. The very wealth you were counting on will eat away your flesh like fire. This corroded treasure you have hoarded will testify against you on the day of judgment. For listen, hear the cries of the field workers whom you have cheated of their pay. The cries of those who harvest your fields you've reached the, have reached the ears of the Lord of heaven's armies. You have spent your years on earth in luxury, satisfying your every desire. You've fattened yourselves for the day of slaughter. You've condemned and killed innocent people who do not resist you. Bless God. That's the word of the Lord. Let's have a, let's have a seat. I, I sometimes read things in the Bible like this. And I think about what is James doing right now as we're reading this? Like, you know, everybody's looking at James like, dang, boy. And he's like, I said what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> you know, I love this book of James where he, he feels like he's taking us on a journey of like, there, there are things that we're doing, but there's a, there's a deeper issue to why we're doing them. And the Lord wants to reveal, uncover, turn the light on the things in our lives that we can't see in order that he may heal us. And that's the deal. That, he's a good father. He's not one to, to heap shame on you. I, I said this a few weeks ago, that religion just points out what's wrong, puts a bunch of shame on it, and thinks that's the remedy for sin. But actually, Jesus and his blood is the remedy for sin. Sin creates shame. When you meet Jesus and you receive the free gift that he's offering you, it washes all your shame away and your sin. And you, the reason we feel like we have to hide from God is because of that sin guilt on our lives. And Jesus' blood can wash that away. That's good news. But I love how James is bringing us down to the heart of the matter. He's talking about people who just got a lot of stuff. And it's gone to their head and it's gone to their heart. And it's affected the way that they live, how they see people, how they treat people. And I, I, I don't know what you guys make in the room. You know, we, we, don't, we don't do this. Some churches do that. Y'all know that? I'm like, why? Financial. Anyway. I don't know what you make, but I can guarantee you, you're in the upper echelon of the world. If you're in this room. Most, most of the world lives on like two bucks a day or something like that. So kind of this message is for us. Like that sounded real harsh and like you want to just say, that's for somebody else. But I think this is to us, Americans. I want to talk about the test of blessing today. We've talked about the test of love. Help me out. Were y'all here? Were you paying attention? Because I didn't write it down. <laughs> I need... Test of love, test of humility, test of, test of the tongue. Man, that was a good one. And the test of blessing is something a little different. You know, sometimes when we talk about tested, we're, we're, we're focusing on the negative things coming into our life. But how many know that when positive things come into your life, it's also a test? And the test of blessing, I was talking to somebody this morning, 
about blessing and what the Lord wants to add to our lives. He's a good father and he wants to bless you, right? But he will not bless you more than you can handle it. Because blessing without character added will crush you. James is talking about those kind of people. Where they've been so blessed. It seems like the favor of God is on their lives. They've got money. They've got influence. They've got power. But it has corrupted them. And James says what has corrupted them on the inside will eventually show up in corruption on the outside. And money is just one of those things. It's not, money's not bad. Money's just money. The Bible says the love of money. It's just the way it is. What we do with it is what matters. God intends to bless us, but it's more important to him the condition of our heart than any blessing. Because he knows that in order to bless us, he may have to reshape us so that we can actually hold the blessing he wants to pour out. And so how many want to be able to hold it? How many want to not be full of cracks so that blessing just slips through your fingers for the rest of your life? I want to be a person of character that can actually hold what God wants to pour out in my life. And so there's a test in the test. There are two tests of blessing. And the first one is gratitude. And the second one is generosity. And just really quickly, I want to talk about both of those. First test of blessing is gratitude. Everybody say, thank you. When's the last time you told somebody, thank you? When's the last time you told the waitress, hey, thank you? You know, she, no, she gets paid for it. But she still needs a thank you. Yeah. When y'all go out today, just bless, them, bless somebody's socks. Just shock somebody with how much you tip them. Come on. <laughs> Some of y'all like that. You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for this building we have. On the same week that we have a massive water thing happen in the bathrooms. Have y'all been in there? Concrete floors. We had to rip the floors up. But you know what? As much as I want to complain about that, I'm so thankful that we've got a place where we can worship together, where we can have a prayer room where, where, where eventually there's going to be just night and day prayer in this room. Like that we got a place that God's let us, like he's let us have it. Do, do you ever feel that way about what you've got in your life? <laughs> I feel like that's a good starting place for gratitude. Like God, let me have this. I want you to think about what you've got, what you own, your family, your health, your, 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 your financial situation. And you say, well, it ain't a, it's not a real good situation that I'm in right now. But if you can find something to be thankful for, then it doesn't beat you down all the time. Yeah. Somebody recently this morning, they received a, a real blessing and a new place to live. And they were like, it just feels like such a weight's lifted off my shoulders. You know, we can, we can think about other things. We can think about the future when that weight is gone. Just thankfulness. What are you thankful for today? What are you thankful for? You know, there have been times in my life when 
We try to do this sometimes sitting around the dinner table. Hey, what are you thankful for? But the thing is, when you do this as a family, normally that's like intervention to negativity, you know? <laughs> and everybody hates that. But it's like, boo, 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 boo. And you're like, guys, what are we thankful for? Oh, nothing. Not you, you know? <laughs> In moments like that, you're like, I don't know what I'm thankful for, you know? If I can't think of one thing I'm thankful for, but I got a list a mile long of things that I need, I may have slipped into some entitlement. And, and, and that is a really good test of whether or not I can actually carry the, the answered prayer that I'm praying for. Like God's not, God's looking for, yes, we're his kids, but he's looking for kids who will be good stewards. And that's not just money, that's time, that's everything else. It's like, are, you, are, you, are we thankful? It starts with, everything starts with thankfulness. Everything flows from thankfulness in our lives. And thankfulness, gratefulness, flows from seeing and understanding God as your source. How many know if I feel like I did it myself, who am I going to thank? Have y'all seen that video, Snoop Dogg? You're like, I know the preacher ain't talking about Snoop. <laughs> Look it up, because it's just funny. He's re receiving an honor, and he says, I want to thank all these people. And then he said, lastly, I want to thank myself. <laughs> I want to thank me for working so hard. <laughs> and he just goes and on, on and on. But you know what? If I, if, I'm, if I think I did it all on my own, I can't be thankful for that. Like, who am I going to thank? Do you know that there is no amount of money you've ever made that wasn't because God provided that for you. There's no, there's no opportunity that you've ever been given that God's hand of blessing wasn't on your life in that. Like you got to realize he's your source. And listen, if times are hard right now and, and the, the bank account's looking pretty sad, God is your source. He is your source. Can you thank God today? I, th I think about an old hymn. Come thou fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing call for songs of loudest praise. It's the blessing of the Lord that ought, we ought to erupt in worship. When we get together on Sunday, just be overcome by the blessing and the goodness of God in our lives that we just can't hold it in. One of these days it's going to break out and y'all going to be so crazy up here. Just crazy. People are going to look at that church over there. God's looking for some happy people who are thankful for what he's done in their lives. The second test is giving. Generosity. The question of blessing is this. Listen, the question of blessing is, can you be a blessing? When we feel overwhelmed with need, it's really easy to just ask God to bless us. 
so that we can be satisfied, so that we can have our needs met. And he's all about that. I've said it about eight times already. He's a good father. That's what he does. But he's looking for some people who he can bless so that they can be a blessing. He's looking for some people who are willing to be a blessing before they're blessed. I know people in this house that have a spirit of giving on your life. Like you are some of the most generous people. And it's not because you make a ton of money. I've seen people on some limited incomes give extravagantly. And I'm like, oh, that's convicting. <laughs> I'm not talking about to the church. I'm talking like when there's a need that, that happens. Somebody, you know, some of you guys just run to that stuff. Like here, take it. It's the Lord's. It's God's money. Are you willing to be a blessing before you see the blessing? In your time, in your talents, yes, in your finances, but in every area of your life, even your words, how about your encouragement? You know what I've done before I've sat around to, I'm just discouraged. Nobody ever thanks me. Nobody ever encourages me. You know what I need to do in those moments? Pull my big boy pants up and thank somebody or encourage somebody else. Don't wait to be blessed before you're a blessing. This is simple, isn't it? I mean, y'all's minds aren't blown at all today. This is so simple. But how many times are we discouraged and, and, and at, our, at our lowest because we just can't be thankful? Or we just can't bless somebody else? I'm telling you, it may be the key that unlocks that darkness that you've been living in. It's a test. Who knows what God would pour out on your life if you just start saying thank you and you just start being generous? What if that's all it took to see God as provider like you've never seen him? Uh, I've told this story a lot. Before we planted this church, we had a dream on our hearts. It was like a, it was an all-consuming dream, like a desire that just won't let you go. It was a call from God. And one day it just wasn't panning out. There was, I, you know, you've been in a place, you couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel and everything in the world was coming against you. Everything in the world looked like what you were dreaming of and you felt like God told you were, was never going to happen. That's where I was. And I realized in a moment, in the shower, all my encounters with God happened in the shower. <laughs> it's the only place I get quiet, I guess. But I realized I was trying to hold on to this thing and make something happen when all the Lord was asking is me to do this. We do this a lot with our money. We do this a lot with our time. We do this a lot with, with our blessing. And we feel like we got to hold on to it. And there's something that I am, I think I'm in the process of discovering. And I honestly think as I'm saying this, I feel like this is for many people in this room. 
I think it's for this church. There is a spirit of adoption as sons and daughters. And part of that is we don't live in such a way where we're expecting the worst outcomes all the time. Where we're not expecting to have nothing. But we're actually expecting God to bless. Now if you came from a religious background, some of this seems wrong because money's bad. Right? That's what we've been taught. But I'm telling you, God's looking for somebody to bless who wants to be a blessing. This is not a giving message. If y'all noticed, we have never passed a bucket around here. We don't talk about it. God is blessing this church. He's blessing you. And you're generous. But what I am saying is if we're sitting on stuff in our time, in our, in our talents, in our gifting. Some of you guys are so gifted. God has just put his hand on your life and just set you ablaze with a gift. But it has no expression. Because, because of distraction. This is the Lord. This is the Lord talking. There is, there is a gift on your life, but distraction from the world is snuffing it out. A love for money is snuffing it out. You have no time to serve the Lord because you got to make a paycheck. You have no time to serve the Lord because you're holding on and trying to control your life. And the Lord is saying, look, trust me. That doesn't mean, trusting God doesn't mean being flippant. It doesn't mean being irresponsible. It doesn't mean not having wisdom. But what is this faith about if we're not trusting him to provide? When's the last time you had to step out and do something where you didn't know if your foot was going to hit or not? We want to have it all smoothed out before we step. That's not how God works. If you're following Jesus and everything is smooth and you know exactly what's going to happen next, you are not following Jesus. Because a Jesus follower is one who does not know what is going to come next. But they know that when they step, he has already gone before. And that what, whatever is happening in your life is being worked out for your good and for his glory. I didn't know I was going to say all I've said today. I just feel like the Lord is really passionate about this right now. And why would a God be passionate about blessing you? Because he's good. He's just good. He's better than you think he is. He's better than I think he is. So, if you want to grow in generosity, how do you do that? Just give. Just be generous. Where's the need? Where is the need? Can you see it? If you just thought of it, it might be the Holy Spirit. <laughs> if you've ever wondered, I wonder why our church doesn't do this ministry. I wonder if God's calling you to do that ministry. Sometimes the most frustrating things are the things we're called to. The things that frustrate us the most. 
the things that, the things that, ugh. Maybe God's called you not to complain about it and actually be the solution. To partner with him creatively to make things happen that haven't happened yet. I don't know what God's having us do. I'm asking him what he wants me to do. And I'm asking you to do the same. How can you give? How can you be generous? How can you start being more grateful? How can we just say thank you? So let's stand on our feet this morning. That's it. That's it. I had this thought this morning. What else have we got to give our lives away to? I'm just stuck on what Peter said when Jesus like just was so awkward and he said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can have no a part of me. You can't be my disciple. And a bunch of people got freaked out and left. And Jesus turns to his disciples and he says, y'all leaving too? And Peter said, where are we going to go? Like, it was in, inconceivable to him. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so immature. <laughs> that there would be another option. What else have you got to give your life away to? I mean, what is worth it but Jesus? And so maybe this, this whole message just wraps up in this. Give him everything. Realize he's your source. Stop holding. Stop trying to strangle things and protect things and keep things. Just be, just be open-handed with the Lord with your life. Okay? So, Lord, that's our prayer this morning. We surrender. All to Jesus, we surrender. All to you, we freely give. Lord, would you take this offering of a life laid down and just bring glory to yourself? Lord, we thank you for your blessing. And Lord, as we leave this place, we pray we be sensitive to every whisper of your spirit that tells us to be a blessing. You're going to teach us how to be a blessing. And it's going to start at lunch. It's going to start before we leave this building. And so, Lord, we listen. We choose. We're intentional. We want to listen and obey. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information, visit thedwellingchurch.org.